This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week, we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. Well, okay, then I will offer an official welcome back to our literary witch coven. Joining me today is Sam from Toil and Trouble again, because <laughs> um, I just love to make people hang out with me on the internet and talk about cool women who wrote cool shit. So I'm excited to have you. Well, welcome back to Literary Witch Book Coven. Yes, I love it. And t- today we're going to be talking about the iconic Audre Lorde. But before that, we have some housekeeping, which starts with our most important forever question. What are you drinking? Ooh, here, let me give you some ASMR mm. for the cocktail. That was nice. Take a sip. Take a little sip. A little okay. sip. <laughs> uh, so right now I am um, pulling a Steve Zissou and drinking Campari over ice. <laughs> oh. uh, but I've also zhuzhed it up a little bit with some ginger liqueur and some gin. So it's more of like a cocktail than just like straight up Amaro. <laughs> nice. But if you're not familiar with Campari, it's bright red, um, very festive looking in the background right now with like my jungly affair. Yes. We'll the vibes still. are immaculate. <laughs> I lost the word for a second. <laughs> the vibes are. <laughs> the vibes la. are. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. They just are. The vibes are. <laughs> anyway, what are you drinking? The title. Yes. <laughs> I am drinking a latte, just a, a classic double shot whole milk latte. Does it have latte um, art? It has. So that's my partner's new obsession is latte art because we got a, we gifted each other a latte maker, a barista set up for our home so that we can stop buying so many coffees outside of the world. And he's been working on his latte art and Sam from her former, former barista glory days, I keep sending her pictures. And so when he handed this to me, he told me it was an ax. So right now the the move is just to tell me whatever it most resembles, uh, however it comes out, but he had a pretty good heart yesterday. I think he'll have the heart perfected pretty soon. That reminds me of, um, it's like, you're so vain. You think this, this, like that song where it's like <laughs> yes. clouds in your coffee, that one line where it's just like looking at clouds in your coffee. So like whatever latte art you're given is just like, uh, you read the tea leaves, girl. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know. It's for you. Yeah. So battle, it's a, it's a battle axe. Then we're, we're charging in. <sighs> we're not charging in anywhere. I'm slinking in very quietly and through the back door into 2022 with an axe but I have an axe so I'm prepared for some shit to go down but I'm not an instigator of said shit this is so um Jack Nicholson like shining (laughs) of you like here comes Johnny yeah just here (laughs) (laughs) uh anyway anyway before I go down that for that film still the yes um, yeah, I have a shining film still from this curiosity shop in Golden. Um, mine is on my fridge, but it's of that <laughs> moment of him hacking the the door and Shelly is screaming behind it. Fantastic. 
yeah, it's on my fridge to motivate, inspire, question mark. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> That's where it is right now. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> before we, I mean, hopefully honor, but we're not off to a great start. <laughs> the words of today's literary witch. <laughs> We're going to draw a familiar card from the same deck. I thought that would be a nice way to kind of keep our tradition and intention of drawing a card at the beginning of our episodes and also just challenge us to, it, it kind of challenges us and gives us a little prompt when we read the poem, right? We're going into this pretty open-ended with low expectations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is a space to just come and relax and celebrate these, uh, these writers and their works. But as always, we'd like to be a little bit introspective. So hopefully our familiar card today will help us get there. Yes. <sighs> okay. Give us some insight for 2022, please, with a familiar. These familiar cards are very, so familiars, materials, tools, um, they kind of range those three categories, um, but they're very open-ended in their mm -hmm. interpretation. This guidebook gives you, I think, three keywords for each of them. Sometimes they're contradictory. Um, so you can really kind of decide the symbolism for yourself mm -hmm. within your own lived experiences too, which is kind of fun. Okay. Let's see if we can get one to jump for us. Usually this deck's pretty good about that. Oh. <laughs> what is we it? We have drawn wings. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Um, so wings naturally just by themselves, obviously, like taking flight, um, forward motion, momentum, mm -hmm. growth. Being the wind beneath somebody's wings. <laughs> you Beaches. are the wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, wishes, ambition, and wandering mm. are the words that associate this one as well. So just kind of keep that in the back of your head um, while we talk about Audra and her work. And we'll see after we read this poem, kind of where that comes up for us. Wishes, One more. ambition, and wandering. And wandering. Wandering. Yes. And so Audra in this deck herself represents justice. That's so, so fitting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love this deck. This is why it's so fun. Um, before we dive in and I give you a little bit of a bio background of our author today, um, quick shout out to Jeremy from When Walls Can Talk. It's his birthday today. Um, it will be his birthday tomorrow or yesterday when you hear this in the morning, but, um, send him blessed solar return wishes, um, all of the happiness, all the good vibes. He's 29. So his last last cycle of his 20s which is exciting um so yeah we just like celebrating here so a toast to jeremy yes cheers happy birthday happy capricorn season uh what are you going into this new year um i know we shale and i've talked about this in previous episodes and like mm -hmm. our Samhain episode where um we kind of tend to view our new year more along that wheel of the year um cycle and i tend to set more resolutions in the fall um, that tends to be when I become more introspective, when I start kind of doing the work. Um, and so January 1st is more of, for me personally, it feels like more of just a check-in of those goals. Um, mm -hmm. A good, like we're a third of 
you know, it's been a couple of months. How are we feeling about this? Have we made any progress? Where's the energy? Um, where do we need to redirect it? So it's, I'm, I'm not so much a resolutions person, but I do like the, I like the checking in that things like holidays or moon cycles or holy days, um, kind of build in structurally mm-hmm. because I need homework or I won't do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> so any invitation, tell me. <laughs> yeah. Any invitation to reflect and to kind of check in, I need those reminders too. So, uh, what better than like a holiday or, you know, those specific, specific astrological moments that you're mentioning. So yeah, I, I completely understand, uh, with the new year, it is definitely a check-in moment for me, but what I'm checking in on has changed over time. So uh, the deeper I've become in like witchy practices, I do notice myself shifting the way that I view like uh, day zero versus like, you know, this is, yes, this is the beginning of 2022, but for me, astrologically speaking, like the beginning of the year is airy season. So yes. emotionally speaking, I always check in with myself based on the astrology of it all. And when it comes to like the beginning of the year in this very moment, like January 1st, I'm reflecting more on like accomplishments and business goals, I guess, more than anything than emotional. So I don't know, I guess yeah. I'm trying to like figure out a way to combine the two because it's probably good to check in and in many like intersections of your life. Yeah. No, I like that for sure. And Sorry, I'm the sure... Campari is getting to me. <laughs> getting all like I'm waxing poetic. Well, I start talking about Audra. Like what better place to do that than literary witch corner? Yes. Um, because this is nothing if not a self-indulgent space. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'll take but it. We're self-aware, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um that makes it okay. Right? Then it's okay. So I do actually, there are some resolutions that I like to make. Like one year I made the resolution to always have fresh flowers in my home. Yes. And that was like the first year that I completely committed from January 1st to December 31st to that resolution. Wow. Um, Whether it was like a handful of dandelions I picked on the side of the road or, you know, a bouquet that I was making last an exceptionally long time. Mm -hmm. I always had a vase of flowers in my house. And it just, it was such a nice, like intentional gift to myself. It kind of just, you know, encouraged that, that self-care check-in of, and it, and it's relatively inexpensive, right? Like yeah. I would forage for lilacs, you know, in the spring and you'd get wildflowers in the summer. So there are ways to do it that are really cost-effective too. Yeah. Um, but and like, seasonal. those are the types of resolutions that I tend to make. But one that I would like to pick back up this year personally, so I'm just going to tell you all so I can help myself stay accountable, is I would like to rest- resume my French lessons. Oh, yes. Oui, oui. I let them fall to the wayside when I missed a day because I was on vacation and then it broke my streak and that pissed me off. So I quit yep. doing it. Yep. <laughs> there. So I'm going to try really hard to not let something like a broken day of practicing prevent me from continuing my French education. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's it's a practice. It's okay to fail when you're practicing versus like, I guess that's the nuance between like, I posted this on Instagram, but like the difference between like a resolution versus a practice and beginning the new year with like an intention of, I want to practice more at this 
allows you to fail versus a resolution where it's like, well, I broke my streak, so I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. Bye. I quit. I quit. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Reframing, reframing it in a, in a curious practice oriented mindset is the way to do it. Yeah. So a uh, little perwitching slip, low bonus perwitching slip for you today is to Spread your wings yourself. and fly. Yeah, <laughs> spread your wings. Meet yourself wherever you're at um, and give yourself that grace to know what what quote unquote resolutions are for and not for you. Yes. And that's okay. It's all practice. Life is a goddamn practice. No one knows anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Except for Audre Lord. Audre Lord knows some shit. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And we're going to talk about her. So I... Um, we'll give you a little bit of a brief bio of our poet. Audre Lorde is a self-described Black lesbian mother warrior poet, which like put that on a business card. And right, queen. <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> Audre Lorde dedicated both her life and her creative talent to confronting and addressing injustices of racism, sexism, classism, and homophobia. She was born in New York City to West Indian immigrant parents, where she attended Catholic schools before graduating from Hunter High School um, and publishing her first poem in Seventeen magazine while she was still a student at Hunter High, which is awesome. Wow. Especially as a young teen writer of color. That's awesome. She died in 1992. Um, complications of breast cancer, I do believe. Mm-hmm um where was this there was this quote that I wanted to read to you though yes of her poetic beginnings Lord commented in black women writers I used to speak in poetry I would read poems and I would memorize them people would say well what do you think Godra what happened to you yesterday and I would recite a poem and somewhere in that poem would be a line or a feeling I would be sharing in other words I literally communicated through poetry and when I couldn't find the poems to express the things I was feeling that's when I started writing and that's when I was 12 or 13. Oh I just got chills. Yeah. <laughs> I love wow. listening. I love quotes about the craft from anyone yeah. like and and the where you got your start like where your initial spark and passion began. I think the, those quotes are just some of the most inspiring. Mm-hmm from a creative perspective, and I just love that. Um, so she earned her BA from Hunter College and a master's from Columbia University, and then she was a librarian in the New York public schools throughout the 60s. She had two children with her husband, Edwin Rollins, a white gay man, before they divorced in 1970. In 1972, Lord met her longtime partner, Francis Clayton. She also began teaching as a poet in residence at Telugo College. Her experiences with teaching and pedagogy, as well as her place as a Black queer woman in white academia, went on to inform her life and work. Indeed, her contributions to feminist theory, critical race studies, and queer theory intertwine her personal experiences with broader political aims. Her poetry, and indeed all of her writing, according to contributor Joan Martin in Black Women Writers, A Critical Evaluation, rings with passion, sincerity, perception, and depth of feeling. Concerned with modern society's tendency to categorize groups of people, Lord fought the marginalization with such categories as lesbian and Black women. She was central to many libertarian movements and activist circles, including second wave feminism, civil rights and Black cultural movements, and struggles for LGBTQ equality. Um, her poetry in particular is known for the power 
for its call for social and racial justice, as well as depictions of queer experience and sexuality. Yeah, so, she's a badass, honestly. Like my like, first engagement with um, her was uh, in college. I was taking a women's studies class and uh, it was um, assigned to us to watch, to read uh, Zami. What is the title here? Uh, let me let me look it up. Zami, a new spelling of my name, I believe is the title. And I think like her impact in the feminist movement is just very, um, I don't know, underrated. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good and interesting word to use, particularly in the context of the poem I've selected today, mm -hmm. um, because that's a big theme through, I mean, not just in the poem we're reading today, but in, in a lot of her work is that um, consistent underration of black women as a, as a power and as a movement. I, I probably, I believe my first introduction to her was probably also a women's studies class, mm -hmm. which makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying to like dust off the cobwebs. Cause you know, like when you had first brought up this, I was like, I feel like I know this, this person, you know, Audre Lorde, Audre Lorde. And then like looked at my bookshelf and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. And so in, in your um, statement of the, the underration too, and the, mm -hmm. um, you know, she's in those same circles as like Toni Morrison, yes. um, those same activists mm -hmm. um, and writers of the time too. And I just, yeah, it is interesting that, that the, the name sparked the recognition, but I think a lot of her work, you know, by title, right? So like mm -hmm. um, the master's tools will not dismantle the master's house is Zodra Lord. That one's been making the rounds a lot recently. Poetry is not a luxury. Sister Outsider, The Black Unicorn. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are a lot of titles that you've either connected with or, or seen in some context that you don't always uh, connect to the name. So I'm glad we get to, to celebrate her today. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read her page from the Literary Witches book from Ticia Kataiskaya and Katie Haran. And so this is a poem then by Ticia about about address. So just keep this in mind, let these kind of color your interpretation, and then we will dive right in and read, um, read her poem as well. Directions to an Audre Lord lecture take you to a cave. Audre hands you a torch and a sword at the entrance. The torch is for finding the hieroglyphics inside. The sword is for slaying ghosts and demons along the way. Audre's voice at your back is for pushing you onward. In night's secret wood, where women go, where women go to eat their own hearts, Audra is a goddess rising from a pond of lava. Women approach timidly, but accept her proffered hand. Audra dips them into the bubbling gold, and they emerge in molten suits, lava filling their wounds. Audra's coroner writes, subject's left arm appears to be a dozing woman. Right arm is a little girl drinking milk from her palm. Back is a huddled mother. Legs, two women kissing. Hair is tadpoles. Eyes, snails. Tongue, a frog. The frog springs onto the coroner's face and he runs screaming from the room. Um, so her work is populated with images of mothers, children, sisters, unicorns, snails, which is where that comes in. Snails, frogs, witches, fire, the importance of refusing silence, um, cancer, anger all of these kind of themes run throughout all of her work. Uh, but I just love that 
I love this last line of this. The frog springs onto the coroner's face and he runs screaming from the room. Of just that that unexpected yes. impact that yeah. her that her words have, um, that they continue to have, and and kind of that like that societal reaction that yeah, it's so that racist reaction yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um, that that trigger that defensiveness that comes up when you read her, mm-hmm. um, yeah I just I I really like I like that line I love this book so much yeah you can picture that immediately where you're like ah. Frogs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, personally, I love frogs, so I would think that was really cute. <laughs> cute, but I could see <laughs> how that would be like, eh! <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, totally. Yes. Um. So then, bringing our minds back to to our wing familiar card that we drew, mm-hmm. wandering, ambition. Mm-hmm. What was our other word? I'm just picturing like a frog with wings. Oh, yes. a little angel frog. A little angel frog. Wishes, ambition, and wandering. Yes. Are kind of, can I mean, almost a lighter. I feel like this familiar really picks up on those, those hopeful and empowering tones. Um, mm-hmm. where we, we're talking about really deep, heavy subjects, and she's writing about really deep, heavy subjects, but there's mm-hmm. always this underlying strength there. And I feel like the wings are a nice representation of that for us today. Yeah. Um, So the poem we are going to be reading today is A Woman Speaks. And I'm just going to read it and we'll let it land and chat about whatever it brings up, whatever it makes us feel. I invite you to find a comfortable space, get cozy, grab a blanket. This should be a really, yeah, like nice uh, physical experience for you as well. So if possible, get somewhere cozy and let's just listen. Moon marked and touched by sun, my magic is unwritten. But when the sea turns back, it will leave my shape behind. I seek no favor untouched by blood, unrelenting as the curse of love, permanent as my errors or my pride. I do not mix love with pity nor hate with scorn. And if you would know me, look to the entrails of Uranus where the restless oceans pound. I do not dwell within my birth nor my divinities, who am ageless and half-grown and still seeking my sisters, witches and Dahomey wear me inside their coiled cloths as our mother did mourning. I have been woman for a long time. Beware my smile. I am treacherous with old magic and noon's new fury. With all your wide futures promised, I am woman and not white. Ah. You had us all relax until we can have that frog leap into so your you face. You can have that frog moment at the end where you just get <laughs> all those, those electricity of energy. Yeah. Well, and then uh, it truly, you know, hammers in what she's talking about in terms of like the title of the poem being a woman speaks and then ending so powerfully with I'm a woman and not white. Yes. And to pack that much of a punch into three stanzas <laughs> yeah, um, is no easy feat. Like she is a master of this craft as well. Her rhythm is, it's so natural. These read very lyrically. 
Oh, 100%. When you began, all I could think of is, uh, you know, feel the rain on your skin <laughs> with the, my magic will be unwritten. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I like, love that. That's yeah, that's, I mean, I know it's much more serious than that, but that's immediately <laughs> the tune that went into my brain when you're here, moon marked and touched by sun, my magic is unwritten, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, I love that connection too, though, right? Because that's how you know, that's how you know this work is timeless. Yes. That's how, you know, if you're able to, to connect in any sort of way that deepens your connection with the work, you continue to ask questions, continue to dive into meaning. And uh, obviously that line of lyrical masterpiece wasn't written at the time either. And so it's, <laughs> it's nice to be able to like pull, pull some pop culture moments too. We can, oh, of course, thank you for reading so much art. into my like shit posting. <laughs> You're like, I'm just being a troll. Talking. <laughs> Which is, you know, it happens. It's fair too. Um, so yeah, you know, she's really affirming this kind of intersecting identity of being both a woman and black as this deep, mysterious magic, right? And I think mm -hmm. um, we, we, the collective, we, <laughs> um, but this like this martyrdom that we put on black mm -hmm. women as a society of, mm -hmm. you know, all, all of this assumed strength, um, and you know untouchableness and the, and this glory and this fetishization alongside the juxtaposition of these women being the most like statistically oppressed mm -hmm. across the board too. So I you know the this poem is is directly implying that the, if there's going to be any sort of worthwhile like future existence for Black women, they have to be the ones creating it, right? Like mm -hmm. they're the sole the soul makers of this. Um, and it's, it's this kind of influence on society, this, that line of magic being unwritten, um, of their stories going unnoticed too. Yeah. And, and unrecorded and, but that's not deterring her, right. That's not deterring her from making this work. She continues in the next line with when the sea turns back, it will leave her shape behind. Um, so, you know, it's, it's capturing both that impact and erasure at the same time, which, um, which I think every, you know, basically every stanza in this poem is doing that it's, it's impact erasure, it's impact erasure. And then it ends you with impact, mm -hmm. uh, which you feel <laughs> like you still. Yeah. Like an those. ocean tide, which is what she references in the poem. Oh my goodness. Right. That's cool. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and obviously she's, you know, she believes her identity and rightfully so, her identity as a Black woman is, is this pillar of strength, is this source of great wisdom and magic. Mm -hmm. Referencing then that like treacherous with old magic, using, you know, the words magic and witches mm -hmm. um, is almost ironic too, in this kind of weird paradox of, you know, their power being seen as so threatening, so unnatural, so mystical, and at the same time, so inconsequential. So it's yeah. just this constant ebb and flow of being like put on this weird pedestal and then undermined, underappreciated by the same people putting you there. That's really intriguing to me because, you know, when we talk about feminism and we talk about the Madonna horror complex, we do talk about that juxtaposition of, you know, being raised to this, you know, you had mentioned martyrdom you know, oh, you're, you're blessed, you're a virgin, you're all of this stuff. And then when you talk about the sensuality and the sexuality of a woman, it is very like witchy 
in practice, like to tap into your inner magic and all of this stuff. So I guess I'm reminded of that when you're recapping this poem. And I'm also reminded of how she's speaking to that experience as well as her experience as a person of color. So, you know, that's, that's why I love the, the ending line of this poem, because it reemphasizes, yes, I, I'm a woman. I know this experience well, and let's add this extra layer of how I'm undermined and underrepresented, underappreciated, uh, for the color of my skin. And then really like taking that agency back and reclaiming that power of like, and Mm -hmm. you know, this, this future is mine to mold and, and will do the work anyway. (laughs) Um, but it's important that, that you hear this story and you know, this journey and, and it's all a part of, a part of all of that feminism and activism that she worked her entire life on. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not very shameful either, you know, like, no, we're reading this. It's very matter of fact, I think it's, it's, it's statement of, of just truths of truths that she knows to be true in her own experience and the experiences of the women she, you know, engages with. And yeah, it, it doesn't come across in any way. Yeah. The way you're saying, sorry, I interrupted you and I'll let you finish your thought. (laughs) I mean, you, you took the words from my mouth completely. Like it, uh, she says, you know, I do not mix love with pity nor harm or no, nor hate with scorn. So, I mean, I guess to me that represents, you know, just like, Hey, let me reemphasize this position. I'm a woman speaking and it's not with pity. It's not with malice. It's not with, um, you know, trying to seek your favor. Um, I'm just trying to tell you what is and really bring that clarity. Mm. Yeah. I really like that. Because I mean, I guess, I don't know, I'm, I'm reflecting on like how far we've come as a society uh, when it comes to feminism, because, you know, when sh- she was uh, in the movement, what is this like second wave feminism is when she second was- Second wave feminism, yeah. Yeah, Ugh, can you imagine being, you know, at the intersection of a queer woman of color? Like she has so much going, yeah. you know, so much oppressing her. Yeah, she, so sorry, I might not have mentioned this earlier. She was born in 1934 and died in 1992. And was an Aquarius, February 18th. Oh, I haven't, it's dumb that I haven't thought to look up people's charts before doing this. I really should, um, because that offers just a whole nother layer of insight. Right, her being such a huge political activist and an Aquarius like, oof. yeah, I <laughs> know. Look it up now. Like, <laughs> yep. We're going to pull the full chart later for sure. Yeah. I just, I love this. And I think it's, it's a beautiful uh, representation of her work as, as a whole. I think this is a nice jumping off point for people. I'm going to link some, um, some required readings in the show notes. Should you wish to experience more of her, but I think I'm going to go ahead and read this one more time. And we'll kind of let her words carry us out and we will go ahead and draw our witch for, um, for next week. So if you have any final thoughts that pop up during this, you'll have a chance. <laughs> okay. A Woman Speaks by Audre Lorde. Moon marked and touched by sun, my magic is unwritten, but when the sea turns back, it will leave my shape behind. 
I seek no favor, untouched by blood, unrelenting as the curse of love, permanent as my errors or my pride. I do not mix love with pity nor hate with scorn. And if you would know me, look to the entrails of Uranus where the restless oceans pound. I do not dwell within my birth nor my divinities who am ageless and half grown and still seeking. My sisters, witches and Dahomey wear me inside their coiled cloths as our mother did mourning. I have been woman for a long time. Beware my smile. I am treacherous with old magic and the noon's new fury. With all your wide futures promised, I am woman and not white. That's just as good. Goes down just as nice the second time. Mm -hmm. You always take away so much more reading it like again and again. That's what I love about poetry. Yeah, you always catch catch something. And I, I feel that way with, with literature in general too. This is why I'm such a big proponent of rereading things. Um, I know a lot of people don't, uh, don't work that way (laughs) brain-wise. Right. Um, but I, I, I revisit particularly works that have spoken to me over and over and over again, and probably to an unhealthy level with some of them, but (laughs) I, I think there's a lot of power in, in rereading and revisiting. So please, we invite you to continue, just continue revisiting this. Um, and visiting her other works as well. I'll link some good ones in the show notes so you have good places to start. Um, But that's what I love about this little section of Ouija Boards Midnight Marks is that we can just, we can celebrate. We're not only celebrating the works of these women authors. We're celebrating this deck that was created by two magical beings who I think deserve all of the accolades and admiration. Um, So we're just like, support not coven wherever we can yes (laughs) and I love that so let Audra's words take us today um Sam thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me (laughs) letting me read you more poetry yes no I love it (sighs) and we'll just see who wants to visit us in the next few weeks who you can read up on in the meantime Ooh. We had a jumper. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. And this is not an author that I've read, so I'm excited um, about this. We have drawn Alejandra Pizarnik, who represents solitude. This sounds so familiar. Is this someone you drew in your um, yearly spread for 2022? She is. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'll go ahead and read the page of Um, her page in this book just so we can all kind of end on that same page and and percolate and ponder oh yes okay interesting oh I'm excited okay oh sorry the page fell out of the book (laughs) (laughs) so um, Alejandra Pizarnik, and I will look up the correct pronunciation of her word or of her last name if I'm doing that incorrectly, um, represents silence, interiority, and space. Born to Russian Jewish parents in Argentina, Alejandra Pizarnik, 1936 to 1972, was educated in both Yiddish and Spanish, but wrote in Spanish. Her poetry of imaginistic purity and surrealist influence summons themes of silence, absence, madness, and death again and again. 
Her own struggle with depression led to an intentional overdose of secanol at the age of 36. Already idolized by Spanish-speaking writers, her genius deserves global readership. Ooh, I got chills reading about her. So I'm looking forward to, to diving in and getting a little bit more insight into her work as well. That's so interesting that she is Jewish, Russian, and wrote in Spanish. And wrote in Spanish. And is, I, I don't know, like, I'm interested to look into her works too, because I'm sure that overlaps with Audra in some ways with like the magical realism of it all. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I would like at the end of this season to kind of, to do that, to look at all of our witches together in a spread and how, how they all kind of intersect um, with each other. So it'll be, it'll be fun to see what coven of six women we end up with at the end Mm. of this too. Cause we've got a pretty, this is a pretty interesting dinner party so far of Emily (laughs) Dickinson, Audre Lorde and Alejandra. So yes. Um, until next time, witches, thank you for joining us. Happy reading and cheers. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm e algorithm world, so please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, Marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers.